Hello and welcome to the NXT Generation podcast. I'd normally try and say something pithy and witty here, but we haven't time. We've got... <laughs> we are on a tight schedule today because I have double-booked myself with too many things. I also have a bit of a cold. You might be able to hear that in my voice. So we're going to try and keep things fairly tight so you don't have to hear too much coughing and spluttering from me. You will be hearing more, though, from this man, James Dunn. I love the way we've established, oh, we're slack on time, but you've got in the one fellow podcaster who waffles on loads. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to keep things very tight. You know what I mean? You had Drew, you had Sam Smith, even now I've wasted ten seconds. <laughs> this <laughs> is going to go very badly. <laughs> Welcome to part one of our review of this week's next. We'll finish it up. <laughs> In the week sometime. So, uh, I mean, and also, we've got extra stuff to talk about this week, because mm. before we start talking about today's show, James, we yes. need to address something. Mm-hmm. Let's not mince our words. The Viking experience. I was so... I didn't watch Rural Life. I was working. Sure. I got one text. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I found out. Um, devastated. That's not the sort of news you should get in a text, is it? That's like, no. <laughs> if someone's, if your nan dies, you don't want to hear about it in a text. Yes. Do you want someone to go, all right, James, sit down. Um, oh. About the war raiders. <laughs> it's bad news. Because I think last week we were saying, I think last week, I, don't, I definitely felt I was pretty confident, if not cocky, mm. that, oh, the war raiders are fine. They're staying down in NXT. Um, well, because they kept the belts on them at TakeOver. Yeah. And they were really over with the fans. Uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet got a lovely kind of farewell, little tearful goodbye mm. to the crowd. We knew they were going up. We thought, we've got the belts on Wall Raiders. That was part mm. of the reason why we were so convinced they were going to win the match, that that was a foregone conclusion, because they were going to head the tag team division. If anything, I think, well, I definitely had my money on Street Profits getting called up. Right, okay. That's, I don't know if that came across the podcast, but I was pretty certain, oh, they're going to call up Street Profits, keep Wall Raiders down there. Mm. Um, I'm not gutted they got called up, I think... In the terms of them two coming up as a team, I think they're amazing. Like we've we've spoken about the Warways before. Sure. I think we've uh, gassed them up loads. Drew certainly has. Drew's a massive fan. Um, and the, Raw needs some more good tag teams in its tag uh, team division. Totally, totally. And like this is the thing. NXT should this what the product should be. It should be developed in teams. They're more than ready. They're more than capable to put on great performances, great shows. The character, the gimmick is amazing. Mm. The name, the Viking experience, just undermines them so much, in my opinion. And they've changed their first names as well to oh, Eric and Ernie, um, <laughs> Hagar the Horrible. I think oh was one of them. God, just a silly Viking name. Like it's, Roe and Hansen were fine. It, it's mm. weird because like you've got the consistency is all gone. Yeah, and they're still the belt holders in NXT. I know people have taken the belts. Yeah. from NXT to main roster. Before now, people like Kevin Owens and stuff, but still, mm. I think we got, thought they were standing out. And so, in one division, they're called something. On the main well, roster, well, they called something else. In this, in this show, it comes up. You know, I mean, it does. It does get kind of not referenced, but that like different like difference does get mentioned. In this show, it is apparent in this show. Um, it just undermines them. And the thing is, because they were War Machine before in Japan, they were War yeah. Machine. Uh, they came to WWE. They got changed the Raw Raiders, which is a, it's a not as good a name, but there's obviously. It's complicated. Raw Machine is the name of an MMA fighter in America. It's also uh, a Marvel Which, property. So. And they got, I think, a Marvel attempt to sue them for Hulk Hogan, I think, recently. Um, it, so. Certainly, a long time ago in the past, mm. there was something. I don't know if that's really come back around. But, so, but, I get, but call them the Raiders. Yeah. Just call them the Raiders. If you don't want war in the name. Apparently, the name the Berserkers was on the table at one point, <laughs> which 
I know they had a wrestler called the Berserker in the early 90s. Hoss, hoss, hoss. Um, <coughs> that was, it would have been better than the Viking Experience, which totally. is also the name of a like a tourist attraction in Dorset or something. <laughs> um, it just undermined... Because the thing was, the Gaelic wasn't they were literally Vikings. It was... We're warrior, we're inspired by the Viking history and law. We're embodying that spirit. Yeah, it was never, but the Viking experience just makes them your juice and domino. The fifties, mm. like it makes you the Highlanders. You know I mean? it puts you in that bracket of gimmick wrestlers, and it's all a bit, all a bit odd. All of, I, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen one comment on any forum or conversation I've had with any wrestling fan mm. that has even defended it or tried to explain it. We had another couple of call-ups mm-hmm. from uh, to the main roster. I was going to mm-hmm. say from XT, but we'll say to the main roster. Yeah, yeah. That uh, had on a knock-on effect on this week's episode of NXT. I felt like, in a way, the air was sucked out of this NXT a little bit. A bit, yeah. By um, events earlier in the week on SmackDown mm. and Raw. Perhaps unavoidable scheduling, the way things yeah. work. But it kind of... Um, so we had Buddy Murphy going from 205 Live to the main roster and we also had Kyrie Sane mm. being called up to the main roster um, neither bad call ups no Kyrie Sane has been women's champion she's you know done a lot on NXT gimmick character off suit main roster wrestling makes sense De- yeah deserves the call up they put her in a uh, tag team with Asuka so and got Paige as their kind of advocate which their manager, which doesn't sound like a bad move. I thought that they were going to take both the Sky Pirates up, keep them together. Yeah. I don't know what happens now to Io Shirai when she wants to move up and suddenly mm. that space is missing if they put them on in a stable, perhaps. But um, So that's what I thought was going to happen. They've only taken Kyrie and paired her with Asuka. Hopefully this gives Asta, Asuka something, something to, to do. do. Yeah. And we know what they're like on the main roster for people whose English isn't great. So the fact they've got Paige as yeah. a manager probably a good move um, Buddy Murphy done everything he can on 205 Live yeah. time to move him on give him a big, bigger platform hmm. uh, so both good call ups hmm. <coughs> excuse me but potentially had a knock on effect on how we view this it, week's episode of NXT because they are in two thirds of the matches of this week's show <laughs> yeah and let's face it the third match um <laughs> wasn't pulling its weight time-wise. Oh, well. <laughs> so, we'll get to that. So the first match we saw was... Uh, the Velveteen Dream versus Buddy Murphy, of course, as was set up last week. Yeah, teased yeah. after their encounter at WrestleMania. Which was on Twitter. I know I talked about it last week. It did get put on Twitter first. There you go. Which, as a media degree student, I am very happy with <laughs> uh, that the multimedia platforming is existed in WWE. Wonderful, yeah. So they're using that, and... Now there's an argument to be made that this was a show that a match that had a build of about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. It was the opening match of you know basically an episode of it's on the network, but basically mm. you know a television episode as opposed to the takeover quote unquote pay per view yeah. episode. Uh, wasn't a long build opening match of the show. Evolved in Dream, one of the biggest stars on NXT, someone they clearly like, clearly want to keep strong. There's an argument to be made that this match was already a bit of a foregone conclusion. Yeah. That said, at the time when we were watching last week, we didn't know. But maybe Buddy Murphy was moving to NXT, get a bigger audience than he gets on 205. Um, maybe that's the, maybe this could have been a way to bring him in strong, give him the mm. North American Championship, 
give Velveteen Dream someone to have a longer feud yeah, with going yeah. forward. So it could there's, a, there's an argument to be made that they could have put the belt on Buddy Murphy, but obviously going into this episode, <laughs> we know he's now been called up to the main roster to SmackDown. So yeah, felt a bit of a foregone conclusion this one. Yeah, I think it did. Um, it seemed a bit more of like an exhibition match. Mm. Like, oh, we'll get the former two or five live champion versus you know Buddy Murphy's got credentials. Okay, he's recently lost the belt, but he has a long run with the title. Mm. Let's test out the dream. It seems a bit like one of those old yeah. school like exhibition. We know this guy. A lot of people have only seen him, seen him making his occasional appearances on the pay per views. They don't really know who he is, but he's known well, actually, kind of wow the show. Well, actually, for me, it was quite nice because I remember when I started watching NXT way back in the day. Of course, Buddy Murphy was in a tag team with Wesley Blake, and right. they were the first um, tag team champions. So for me, this was a lovely bout of nostalgia because he has still like the similar theme they had. Okay. So they were right, the dubstep yeah, yeah. cowboys. I don't think that was their official name. <laughs> yeah, that, Alexa Bliss was their, was their manager. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Alexa Bliss was their manager back in the day. Is, but, that, is that how they met? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So um, it was Wesley Blake from Forgotten Sons, our favourite team on NXT. Oh, bloody love Forgotten Sons, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, still, not even on this week's show, spoilers, uh, still got a mention on the podcast. Uh, so it was a lovely bit of nostalgia. Um... It was for me. This match was um, it was quite standard. I, lo- I enjoyed it. Like it seemed to be one of those matches for me. Is that if you watched a YouTube highlight package, if somebody mm. did an edit on YouTube to some like I don't know Evanescence Bring Me to Life or whatever, yeah, yeah you could yeah. probably see most of this match, and you wouldn't miss much from the bits they cut away. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah like yeah. a lot of strong, like very strong style match. A lot of like kind of stiff like kicks and moves and all that. Mm. Um, I think Velveteen Dream looked, came out really strong on this. I think. Yeah, well, because as we've established, we always knew basically who was going to win. Mm. So it, it stands and falls as a match on the in ring work, mm. and I enjoyed it. There was mm. some stiff strikes and stuff going on. Mm. Some excellent selling from Velveteen Dream. Oh, perfect! Yeah, you know, made himself look in trouble at times. Then he he got the pin uh, yeah. for victory in the end. And both guys came out looking pretty good. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad way to open an episode of no, totally. NXT. Not at all. That said, um, there's maybe an argument to be made if you'd kept this match for something down the line that people would want to see yeah. on a takeover or even a main roster pay-per-view down the line. Almost a bit of a dream match between yeah. these two I great th- workers. Because I think, interestingly, because we were talking about last week about the prospect of Buddy Murphy mm. getting a move to NXT. Mm. And I think what this match did um, show up for Buddy Murphy was, I think it's what his biggest weakness is, which is also the Velveteen's biggest strength, is Buddy Murphy, I like his ring work. I mm-hmm. think his kicks look spectacular. Really good offence, all that kind of thing. Good look. Mm. She hasn't got that character. He's a bit like, you know, he's got that, now what we're seeing a lot of generic, I'm really good at wrestling character. Sure. But he's obviously not going to be a main event star or whatever. He's going to pick up some losses. And if your character is, I'm really good at wrestling, and you're not winning all the time, that's there's no, I don't know what the character, I couldn't tell you what Buddy Murphy character is outside cocky Australian. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? But Velveteen Dream, there's so much charisma, there's so much character there. So when you see him struggling and all that, you know his history, you know his character, you know a lot more about him, you buy into that more. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Buddy Murphy could have actually probably done with a bit of NXT, kind of go, right, we know you can hold a belt, we know you can work the main shows, let's build up that character, let's 
develop this a little bit before we get you. Because I think he could really work. Like not like again, not like a WWE t- like title holder, but I think mm. he could have. Um, yeah, he could definitely be an asset on a on a main Raw show or whatever. Um, but I quite liked it. The end sequence was brilliant. Uh, really good stuff. Velveteen uh, Dream at one point takes a pin with his knees. Like his like knees still on the mat. Do you see this? Oh right, he was can... bent right back over on his knees. Oh yeah, where he took like a. Super yeah, yeah, and he was just... He's a very flexible player. Oh, man. God, that looks horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is great. But no, I think, you know what? Opening match of the show, no complaints, really. It's good. Yeah, it was a good match. What I would say is it was fun. The spat mm. at WrestleMania between the two of them we saw that then went on Twitter mm. and was shown on NXT last week. It was a fun match. Is there an argument? But given that we know mm. he's going to the main roster, yeah. and it's fun to kind of have him have a bit of a crossover, have him versus yeah. the, the Dream on NXT. Is there an argument to be made? There's about a hundred wrestlers in the performance center at the minute. Yeah. Give one of them a shot at Velveteen yeah. Dream on TV, or or two of them a chance to have a match, because mm. I you know if it's not building to anything, yeah. going on the main roster. I don't quite get what the point of Buddy Murphy coming down was. Still, yeah, can't complain. We enjoyed it, mm. which makes it. Better than a lot of stuff on Raw. So, <laughs> we're going to move on then, I guess, to what was up next. Was it... The Street Profits. The Street Profits. With, uh, I can't remember what the segment was called. Um, I, so they, I don't know what it's called, but they were going to do the thing that we've established is what you do on NXT. I love this. You go to Q outside Regal's office. Yeah. And in this segment, we showed the Street Profits... In kayfabe, I've not been listening much to Keith Lee mm. and Keith Lee's curing tactics because the War Raiders got there first. Yeah, Keith Lee made sure he got there nice and early. He held a press conference yeah. to tell people <laughs> I made sure I got to William Regal's office early to ask for a match and he said I could have one. I would have loved it if Keith Lee was outside the... Where was Keith Lee? <laughs> going, guys, what time do you call this? <laughs> Sorry, Ooh. you should have been here five minutes ago. <laughs> and then, so they get to the office to find mm. they've been beaten by War Raiders... But it seems as though War Raiders were just asking for the match that they were going to ask for anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, tough luck, guys. Should have got here sooner. We've requested a match against you, not you requesting against us. So... This uh-huh. is weird. Because they kind of go... Like, War Raiders come out and go, we heard what you said. So before... Okay, I, we got a bit excited about the Q system. Let's go back a bit. Street <laughs> <laughs> we got the, We got excited about the prospect of William Regal's door here. Yeah. Um, so Chief Provis kind of cut a promo, like, saying, oh... We had a spectacular match. We're on a roll. We think it's time to get serious. We want the belts. Kind of in that ilk kind mm. of thing. And then they kind of chat some stuff about the War Raiders. Like, you know, standard, you know, smack talk kind of thing. And then War Raiders come out. And then they go, we heard you. And we we accept. So when did the War Raiders hear them? Have they been like just speaking loudly in corridors for the past week? or They've been, they've been in William Regal's office <laughs> with paper cups... <laughs> Up against the door, listening, going, the minute anyone calls us out, Williams, and we're just going to turn around and go, William, that's the match we want, please, can we have that? Oh, really? Williams, really? he's just there going, I'm like, guys, I've got paperwork to get on with. Yeah, don't mind us, we're just going to get to see yeah. <laughs> Keith, Keith Lee got up bright and early. Boys, I, I understand the cube system in this office is ridiculous, but... I, yeah, no one demands matches. They just get up early to ask politely if mm. William Regal will set it up for them. And uh, Also, can we establish in that as well? They are actually called the War Raiders. Yeah, Street Profits so referred to them as the War Raiders. They come out in the merchandise. They War Raiders are t-shirts. And then later on, and I, there's mm. not much point addressing this later. We'll address this yeah. now because there's a, a bit of a recap where Nigel McGuinness mm. just talks about 
uh, some of the various NXT call-ups that have been mm. placed with Raw or SmackDown in the Superstar Shake-Up, mm. some of which were called up sort of weeks ago and have been yeah. ignored or misused. Nikki Cross still not given oh, cool, a yeah. proper home, bless her, but no one wants to play with Nikki. But no. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, so that was strange. But in that recap, he just goes, the Viking experience have gone to Raw, doesn't mention the name change, just brushes over it, talks about it as if that had always been their name yeah. the whole time, as if we don't know they were referred to as War Raiders earlier in this episode. Yeah. Not just previously, but earlier within the last hour. And then we've all got to have collective amnesia and pretend <laughs> that they've always been called the Viking experience. Like, surely you could have had one sentence in, the, in that script explaining mm. they've decided to yeah. be true to their roots. They've decided... So yeah, some sort of kayfabe storyline yeah, reason yeah. for them to change their. Or name. even like you knew them as the War Raiders, now you now prepare to have the Viking experience. Yeah, as opposed to just pretending so, that it's all. It's it was they were never anything but. So we know that we're gonna get that Street Profits War Raiders match, and again, it feels as though we know which way that one's gonna go. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's going to be like this at this time of year. You get a lot of call ups, you get a lot mm. of changes and stuff, and we're scheduling and everything else. But at the minute, it's a little bit deflating going like, I'm looking forward to these matches, but because oh, there's stuff going on on the main roster, I kind of can figure out which way the wind's blowing. It's quite weird. Like, in the past years, they've usually been on top of this stuff where mm. they've known who's getting called up or they have an idea. So usually they can book the shows in advance around it. Like you see now with a lot of recent NXT, that I don't think they actually know um, who's getting called up and when. So you have all the like these like situations where Champa gets called up with he's got the belt, the Viking experience get called up and they got the NXT belts. Mm. You know, like it and like you know Kyrie Sane, who we established might have an ongoing storyline still. Johnny Gargano called up and then dropped back down again, and now he's the NXT champion, which I think is the good call. Oh, thank like, God, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad he's still yeah. <coughs> here with us, so to speak, on NXT. You've got to get off this. They don't die when they go to the main <laughs> roster. <laughs> they don't leave our They don't go place. to a better place, do they? Um, <laughs> so... so that happens. Um, we then move on. Gargano comes in the ring. Yes. Gargano addresses the crowd. A mm. lot of usual, don't give up on your dreams. Yeah, and it's nice to see him get that mm. moment at TakeOver over. It was an interesting one because I think Adam Cole was probably the more over guy at the start of that match. Oh, totally, yeah. And then within the storytelling of that match, Johnny Gargano, they won. Everyone's pleased to see it. Obviously, mm. we know he's been wanting that for a long time. And he came over and he had this lovely moment with the crowd. I mm. got that. I always like to see wrestlers get their moment. That's yeah. lovely. And then, of course... Wow. It sounds so so intimidating the way you do it. I mean, I think they should. <laughs> it sounds more like an indent from like a really bad American sitcom in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Cole comes out with only Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. At this point, I've realised we've not seen much of Kyle O'Reilly, and he's, I think, hands down one of the funniest wrestlers I've seen in a while. He does the best facials. Oh, he's brilliant. And, just... uh, yeah, just beautiful when he's selling when he's annoyed about stuff just is he has a very malleable face and very sort of wide blinky eyes yeah. and it's a joy to behold so. I mean again we're on time budget so sure, yeah, we'll we won't go too much Kyle O'Reilly but it was just a little note that's literally a note I had some of us more Kyle O'Reilly please so, <laughs> yeah. so he comes out and he makes a brilliant point and is really 
I kind of don't like heels doing this sometimes, where they use like straight up logic mm. to the point because obviously heels should be finding like you know mad excuses or. So yeah, what? Well, yeah, we'll explain the point that he makes and we'll. Mm. So he kind of goes out. So he comes out, and he's going, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's great. You're the champion." Mm. And his point is that I beat you first. Mm. So Cole makes his Cole's point is if that was a straight up match, I had you one, two, three before you had me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that was a one on one, no rule, no weird rules, no weird stipulations, I would have had you, which is quite quite legit. But then again, Gargano turns it on his head and goes, "It wasn't though. It was a three on. It was a like a three falls, and the score was two one." Yeah. So he kind of he gets away with it. So Gargano still comes on top of that situation. I thought it was smart because I think you want Adam Cole to stay looking reasonably strong. Mm. You know he's clearly the top hill mm. uh, in the men's ranks there with with Champa gone, and I think it was smart because yeah he was right. He did beat mm. him. He looks strong. Like yeah, it still means he's a legitimate threat. Yeah, uh, to Gargano going forward. But at the same time, it is kind of a heel move because hey, you knew the rules going in. You agreed to the match. If it had gone the other way, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. You know, yeah. if Gargano had pinned him first and then he'd pinned twice, he'd be gloating and showing off and all the rest of it. So yeah, you know, it's the excuse you lose what you use when you lose. Yeah. But you knew what the stipulation was. You were happy to go into that match with that stipulation, saying you were going to win, mm. bragging that you were going to get the two out of three thoughts. So I I think it's smart because it keeps him strong, but he still looks like a bit of a kind of prick for bringing it up and of course um, the the crowd are all into it they're mm. chanting you tapped out you tapped yeah, out yeah they jump so, on that like yeah. Gargano doesn't even prompt them because usually you find that like Gargano will say something like Gargano if anything tries to push the whole you're just a big baby kind of thing That's, yeah yeah but the crowd are immediately like yeah you tapped out they immediately jump on that which is great to see an actual crowd reaction to a heel like especially when we know Adam Cole is so kind of over with the, the yeah. crowd, with the Full Sail universe. Um, that's when he works his best. He works his best when you treat him like, like <coughs> a heel. You know? that's, Excuse me. That's the thing. And it's like, it's good because he's clearly getting infuriated with the mm. whole crowd. Then Gargano points out, and something we suggested hinted that last week, mm. dissension in the ranks. Yeah. And of course he goes, there's some problem with your boy band, and also Roddy Strong isn't there. Well, this is it. There's only mm. three of them there. So mm. you think, what's up? Yeah. Is there been a bit of uh, disharmony? Uh, he cracks a lovely NSYNC joke, doesn't he? Go yeah. Gano, which is a, a lovely bit of business. Um, for those of us old enough to remember NSYNC. Oh, we got a very and, niche audience. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then, I think then Gargano does the whole, if you want to fight, fight me now. Typical face. Sure. You know, stand it up. They make their way to the ring. Oh no, there, look, there he is. Roddy Strong comes out. Out of nowhere. Bam. And <laughs> lovely kind of quick camera cu- uh, cut. So mm. we don't obviously see him arrive. He's presumably yeah, called yeah, yeah. somewhere. We just see him kind of slamming into Gargano. I like that sort of stuff. And then they're all, they all get involved for the beatdown. Big schmoz. Lovely. I, I think it's my favourite bit of the show. Yeah. This old promo back and forth. The beatdown. I... Would have loved it if uh, Adam Cole had just gone in and then just had another match. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you can't have everything, can but you? I think you know what I think. What this pro- this segment was, and I think it did something that is very hard to do, is that Gargano cut a strong face promo because mm. usually you find these situations because again, like with someone like Adam Cole, it's like you know the crowd tends to like the heel a bit more and they try and back the heel 
And like I said, there's been promos in the past where the heels like being quite logical mm. and being quite in a, you like you when you watch the promo it's like well actually yeah that heels making a good point but like Gargano is actually on fire gets some good lines on like, like Adam Cole Clee disrupts him strong face promo big schmoz undisputed era still on top yeah because that's where it's going to be this is the storyline going forward undisputed era pack of dogs it's all good no I like it and uh, um, there will be a kind of a a follow-up segment to that later on, but mm-hmm. first we've got the next match, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Adam Fry versus Donovan Djokovic. Djokovic. Um, DJ Fry. Yeah. <laughs> right, I know there's four syllables in it, right? <laughs> this is really bad. I was hoping you would have written this down and we'd... Yeah, I got. Yeah, I, I ran out of space on my page. I didn't make any notes uh, today because I was... In, my hands were in... Disp- let, no, okay, I won't... <laughs> Basically, I was eating my lunch, <laughs> so I didn't make any note. Um, so, so Donald... but there's four syllables in his note. There's always one more syllable yeah. than I'm expecting, and I realise that says more about me than it does about him. Mm. So I feel like borderline racist in this, but that could be pertinent later on. Um, <laughs> well, so basically, Donovan Donovan Djokovic comes out. Dijak. Dijak. Let's call it. I think it's Donovan. Dijak. Dijak. Dominic, isn't it? Dominic. Donovan. Donovan comes out. Donovan comes out. He won't be called Dominic on the main roster because that's Rey Mysterio. So, that's... Well, yeah. so, so I can't use that. But Do- for now, let's call him Dominic. Donny Lad comes out. Yeah. Um, big boot. Bam. One, two, three. Um, Absolute squash. How do you rate Adam Fry on Jobber Watch? Because obviously we had some good words for our Jobbers last week. Where do you think he holds up in the NXT Jobbers? He's, I mean... He had a quite nice look, I think. I think he, quite good. I think he looked quite legit. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like he had potato... He wasn't a comedy jobber, was he? No. Until... He had, like, legit gear. I thought he was... I always thought he was, like, some indie guy, like, who's just signed. Like, not obviously not, like, big debut indie guy, but I was like, oh, I... Th- he Maybe looks- this is a performance centre guy, someone with a bit of potential. He yeah. didn't look like someone... He didn't... He didn't look particularly exciting. He didn't have much personality, but he looked, like, ready to go. Mm. He looked tough. He looked like he could probably wrestle a few moves, so... Yeah, fairly nondescript as jobbers go, but um, I guess the more legit you look, the stronger yeah. you're, the guy that are actually trying to put over looks in victory, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. No, it was just like, because usually they go out of their way to make him look hokey as possible, mm. especially on NXT, but like, like I don't know, I just quite like us having jobber watch. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give him a three out of five jobs, uh, Aaron Fry, a uh, big fan of his work. Uh, but main thing is, Big boot, one, two, three. I've just literally got bam, done, written for this match. Yeah. Uh, Donny Boy then grabs the mic. Yep. Cuts a bit of a promo, goes, um, I, my family moved here when I was a young boy for opportunity. Uh, their, their passion, their will to do better runs in my blood. Yep. Um, I've got my eyes on the on the North American champion. Mm. Of, pardon me, sorry, North American championship. Velveteen Dream, watch out for me. Yeah. Um, so, do we talk about this? Well, so, I don't think this is a spoiler, is it? Because this is something he's been doing on house shows. It's not like pre-taped is, stuff that hasn't been out yet. So, this is, yeah, so, I've read this. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. So, so, I've not, so, we, so, I haven't read any spoilers. So, this is nothing. So, I don't quite know what's going on ahead. Mm. But I've seen there's a fair bit of controversy about... Some promos and some content he's been putting out on Twitter, possibly like I think in kayfabe, not sure legit. The I think in terms of character, mm. where there's been a lot of references to superior bloodlines, yeah, and in superior in superior 
um, characters, let's say. Mm. Um, I'm I'm gonna say because there was a fair bit of backlash. Um, I don't think anyone's made a comment about it yet. Um, I'd say possibly let's keep an eye out for this, but hopefully they don't go too heavy-handed with this. I mean, mm. let's face it, the WWE is not a company no. known for its proud track record on race relations or handling no. anything like this with any sort of sensitivity, really. Like, I mean, that. I mean, from the very, very just mildest stuff of kind of making its black characters rappers and yeah and you know petty thieves and things like that all the way up to Vince McMahon casually dropping the n-word yeah rowdy roddy piper blacking up on half of his body um triple h saying guys like you don't win to booker t and then booker t not winning the feud like i like i a, a lot of those people who book those kind of things in the past and currently now mm. They are on the main. They're the main roster bookers. Like NXT, I think is a very separate writing team. Sure. Who are not associated with those like storylines of the past, say. Um. So, but at the same time, it does seem a bit. I think is one of those things where they might be doing it for a bit of cheap heat. Um. Uh. It could be. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It, it could be quite uncomfortable. Uh, one thing I did want to point out though, to just step away from this for a bit, mm-hmm. wasn't this meant to be the Keith Lee match? Um, From before takeover, if you recall, Keith Lee has the press conference, the famous press conference outside the door. So that was two weeks ago. That wasn't last week. That was the week before. Yeah, the week before takeover. And he said in two weeks. Yeah, so we were promised... Keith Lee versus Donovan. I've not seen anything about Keith Lee again. Because this is it. So interesting, when Donovan (coughs) walks up the ring, no, walks, you know, he does the promo and he goes to walk to the back and like Mm. Nigel McGinnis is like, oh, Donovan is putting out his uh, call for the championship. People actually start chanting Keith Lee. Now, okay, so I'm going to... This might be controversial. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, well, I think people will see where I'm coming from, hopefully. But something we didn't mention on Job or Watch earlier mm-hmm. is Aaron Fry, uh, a black gentleman. Oh, um, you reckon? And, uh, and we didn't mention it because it's not the sort of thing that's usually relevant, not the sort of thing we care about. Mm. But With the storyline. With the storyline, you know, Keith Lee... Also a black man, mm. you know, is there a chance that Keith Lee has gone? Do you know what? I don't like the way the wind is blowing on this storyline. I'd rather not. Thank you very much. Maybe. I mean, this is pure speculation, wild speculation, I've, frankly. I'll admit, but I've not seen anything to suggest it. I've not. Like, I see it as well because I really like. like it it kind of came out from when they were. Reco- I presume it must be when they recorded them. Mm. When I saw when I first saw this about. These promos, uh, and in fairness, this promo, like I mentioned, bloodlines. It doesn't, because when he got the microphone, I was a bit like, right, okay. And it mentions bloodlines. You kind of go like, okay, maybe it's like one of those like mm. patriotic, th- you know. It's still a bit, still a bit sounds a bit like, okay, this could go either way. Mm. Um, I I'd be interested to see if they go full force of it. Uh, if anyone wants to Google it, feel free to Google it and see what I mean. This it could be nothing. It, yeah, it's also it could interesting be because Keith Lee. Um, yeah, they were supposed to have their kind of feud mm. pay off this TV and match. it's not referenced. Keith Lee held a press conference. He was yeah, so excited. This is and it. And now, you know, Dominic was talking about Velveteen Dream. No mention of Keith Lee. They show, it feels like that's been swept under the they carpet. They show William Regal's door. He's not outside the door. <laughs> so, you know, as we know, hashtag, plans change. Hashtag where Keith. 
Let's <laughs> <laughs> get that trending worldwide. <laughs> Hashtag get where Keith. Hashtag where Keith. I don't think he's injured. He might be injured. I don't know. I haven't seen anything about him being potentially injured or whatever. But no, so these things aren't announced. But I don't know. Let's keep plans ma- change. Maybe and, next uh, week. Maybe next week. Maybe hopefully week. they'll find room for Keith Lee somewhere. Yeah, um, I hope so. I really like Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, so f- moving on from that, we'll mm. keep an eye out for that. We'll keep yep. an eye out for that. So moving on then. Also, if you wonder why I'm taking the lead on this, Chris hasn't written any notes because of his hands were somewhere eating lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in a bag of popcorn. <laughs> we had popcorn for lunch. That was dessert. <laughs> yeah, popcorn for. De- oh, I'm not even getting into this. We're running. <laughs> um, undisputed era backstage, looking very pleased with themselves. Yes, and. Uh, you know, backstage interview, mm. all very pleased with how things have gone down in the ring. Even more pleased, of course, when William Regal turns up. Yes! I love Regal. Sorry, I get, I get so excited whenever Regal's on. I just love him. Always nice to see him. And uh, he's all smiles, they're all smiles. Because, of course, Johnny Gargano... Uh, has respected the queue system. Yeah, he's been to see William Regal in his office. That's how you make things happen. He knocked politely. And of course he would. He's a lot to the face. Yeah, William Regal said, come in. And uh, he went in and he did, in fact, demand a match against a member of the Undisputed Era. So Cole, Adam Cole gets quite excited. Of course, when's, when's my rematch? When are we going to do this? And uh, swerve. <laughs> You've been worked, Marks. Yeah. You mark Adam Cole. Yeah. Roderick Strong versus Johnny Gargano next week. Exciting. For I'm Roderick Strong. I'm excited for that match. I think that could be great. Yeah. Um, Undisputed Era get gassed because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we can get him again. Adam Cole does not react. If anything, looks disappointed and a bit pissed off at the news. Yeah, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out going forward because mm. obviously, you know. We know what we're doing here. We're sowing dissension in the ranks mm-hmm. of the Undisputed Era. We're going to see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see, because uh, that was something Johnny Gargano mentioned in his promo. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if it's played out as Johnny Gargano mm. being... Because you can just say, well, Roderick Strong was the guy who attacked him in the ring. Yeah. That's the guy he's going to demand a, a match for first, because he was the one who struck the first blow, potentially. Mm. But is he being smart? Is he deliberately mm. sowing seeds of dissent? You know, is he deliberately avoiding Adam Cole... You know, for some other reason, you know, because he thinks he's the strongest one. You know, how they're going to mm. play it, what's uh, going forward. But this is... It's interesting they've picked Roderick Strong as the one. Because if you remember last week, mm. um, Adam Cole particularly spicked out Strong for criticism. Ah, uh, yeah. See, like, if you remember when they like they had that backstage footage of him coming down and Cole was, like, specifically pointing out Roderick Strong... When they came out, Roderick Strong wasn't there. They were the ones who suggested something had happened. Who was the guy, um, and forgive my ignorance, but who, which was the one who was added, latterly added? Roderick Strong. Okay, because originally it was just Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and, and Cole. Cole. Bobby Fish picked up an injury, I think. That was it. And, then... and so they brought in Roderick Strong, who didn't have much else mm. to do. And so he's kind of the outsider to the group, the new mm. recruit. And, you know, they all seem like firm buddies together but I guess he's the logical person to kind yeah. of like strangely like Strong is the one who had a bit of a like an NXT career before yeah. the group so it's like whereas you could probably argue like oh Kyle Kyle O'Reilly pardon me sorry I'm Bobby Fish or like you know they were made by Cole like they stick with Cole they Cole's like Roderick Strong was the one they approached so there's that kind of like dynamic there yeah where Strong can turn around and go I don't need you I was doing fine by myself 
Um, is he going to challenge for kind of leadership of the group? Is he going to try and persuade Fish and um, O'Reilly to kind of break away and, and follow him mm. instead of Adam Cole? Yeah, it seems quite interesting that, like, because if it is, like, again, like, I, I think I said, you know, a lot of, like, heel stables, they do this storyline where mm. dissension the ranks and you build it up, build up, and then turns out Swerve. They were just playing us all along and all that kind of thing to deceive the to deceive the face and all that kind of thing. So it could be one of these storylines. Um, I'd be surprised if they break up the undisputed era in NXT. Mm. I'd have a feeling if you're WWE main roster, you're probably like looking to go to bring up the undisputed era one massive go. They're such a strong faction. It'd be a shame to kind of break them up and not make the most of that down the line on the main roster. Because as well, they like. They're, they're money as well like I went because I've been to like I went to want to watch my local wrestling show last mm. week uh, yesterday uh, you went to the one last uh, before Mania the local Cardiff show attack yeah and the main thing that people pointed out is uh, you could even see uh, the crowd in Mania and all that now at XT the amount of undisputed era shirts that people are buying is I think it's up there with one of the best selling shirts. Apparently, at Mania Weekend, they were kind of second behind Becky Lynch for all the people you could really? see in t-shirts. It was Becky Lynch, and then behind that, the Undisputed Era was the most kind of common shirt that people were wearing. So, And that's given that they're still on the kind of quote-unquote developmental mm. brand, the kind of quote-unquote niche brand, mm. is a pretty impressive feat. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine with that much work shifting that they're going to break them up no. long term. But it will be interesting to see where this develops. What I, actually, mm. what I think would be a nice, neat development for next week is if Roderick Strong has the match against Gargano. Obviously, he's the heel. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish come in, interfere on his behalf. Mm. Adam Cole, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's thrown his toys out of the pram, he's gone home. And that sets up, you know, well, where were you? I lost that match. Yeah, yeah. I had your back at Takeover. Where this were you when it. I had my opportunity? So that's what I think might happen. That's what I hope is going to happen. We'll th- see. I think it's interesting. I don't think, you know, before we quickly wrap this point up, I think it's quite interesting we're now seeing a bit mentally perturbed Adam Cole. Sure. Like he doesn't, like even the promo, he looked, he wasn't as like calm and collected as being. He looked a bit shaken mm. backstage when he like was staring out into the distance after the news. He's always like Adam Cole's always being cocky, confident. I'm in control, and mm. uh, I don't think he's ever really played that character in most of the ring, in, like the independent promotions he was in before. I think this could really like show a bit of range on him. This is good. Interesting to see where it goes. Cool. And then we move on to our main event: is Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Uh, the stipulation of this match is if Kyrie, I think it's, it is for the women's title. It's a yes. title match. And the stipulation is, if Kyrie loses, she will no longer be able to challenge for the NXT Women's Belt. This is her last chance now. Mm. Again, we discussed this earlier. <laughs> um, this We already know that Kyrie Sane has been called up to mm. the main roster. She might have a couple more weeks on NXT storyline terms, just wrapping things up. If the they could have Raiders... pre-taped some things. You know, yeah. War Raiders are back next week. Mm. So... You know, she could still be appearing, but nonetheless, it felt again like the air had been sucked out of this one a little bit. Like we kind of, yeah, pretty much knew which way the wind was blowing, and so I think, but <coughs> I, so I think going into this match before the ending, which we'll get into, um, I thought this would this like was booked to be goodbye Kyrie Sane match because yeah. 
Because I don't even... They didn't do any promos builders up. It kind of just got announced at the blue, if I recall. There was, didn't seem to be... There was nothing last week to suggest, like... Yeah, there hasn't been any sort of build since the yeah. takeover match, really. Like, like, Kyrie hasn't called out Shayna individually. If anything, there's been, they were sowing more seeds of tension between... Kyrie and Io that hasn't yeah. really been followed up on yet. You know, as I say, it could still be a couple of weeks to, to go, and they could still give her a nice send off moment down the line. There was a weird crowd reaction when they announced the stipulation of if Kyrie saying loses, even the, you could tell in the crowd there's a few people going like, "Oh, what? Hang on, yeah, like, we, we want to see her lift the belt. Like, what? Like, why is this now a thing? Like, this is it was a bit of a weird thing to chuck in there. Well, she was uh, voted NXT Performer of the Year last year. Yeah, but like by, by fans, so that's a, that's a weird, that's a weird thing to chuck in. Yeah, so but that well, that's yeah. what I'm saying is like it's no wonder people are a little bit surprised oh, and right. disconcerted yeah. and would maybe mm. want to see a challenge for the belt down the line and be a bit disappointed that that yeah. can't happen. So unless of course she had mm. one and carried the belt, as we saw. So <coughs> oh, excuse me. So this again is a match that kind of stands and falls on the quality of the inline in ring mm. work, the psychology, the storytelling, because we know. We knew yeah. that Kyrie Sane wasn't going to win, really. It's like a kind of, okay, you know, let's see Kyrie Sane off kind of match. That said, so what did you think of the match? Um, brutal. Yeah. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> um, re- they, like you said, the psychology of the match was brilliant. The story was basically Sane is going full out um, and... Yeah vicious like you can tell there's a real desperation of work and a character she knows it's her last chance totally she was being fast she was being brutal we're used to seeing um Shayna Baszler being pretty brutal mm. but Kyrie was giving as good as she got in terms of chops and, and like the chops strikes and, and, and hitting the elbow as quick as she can yeah like there was a real desperation there um uh, Baszler gets control of the match and then just works the elbow mm. and works the elbow in a way we haven't seen Baszler do since her match against Dakota Kai which they referenced in this match yeah um, I just, I, an elbow should not be bent in the way she bends it <laughs> we were talking about how you know uh, you brought up the Rock's sharpshooter yeah. as a specific example <laughs> Which feels like a move you could just sit in comfortably yeah. for days. I mean, eventually you'd get hungry, but yeah. you wouldn't be in <laughs> you too would much pain. You'd tap out and need to go to the toilet, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's that sense of, you can tell there's some, like, some submission holds you can go, that looks brutal, but I, I reckon it's all right to take. I don't know. And you know, there's like, you know, there's certain moves where they do it in a way where it's like, mm. it's designed to lessen the impact or like, you know. Because, yeah. you know, if you generally did just drop someone on the head, that's dangerous. Um but I, I like there was a point where Baszler had her shoulder like Kyrie Sane's shoulder bent over and Kyrie is screaming reaching for the bottom rope and I'm watching that and I'm like I don't think that's her selling I think that's legit her like probably I'm not saying like Baszler took advantage of that I mean it was a, I presume it was part of the book match but like generally you could tell that's probably her as the performer and the actual person going this really hurts. Well, it could be they get on really well backstage and she's gone, look, go oh, the amount, the going amount of, hard. Yeah, the amount of trust you have to do for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like really, you know, no, I don't. I think Shayna... Lay it in, don't and in, fa- and in fairness, you know what? I'll say this about Shayna. I think, considering her background, you know, she came from MMA. Yeah. And, and like, you find this a lot of these kind of, like the MMA coming into WWE. When they first come in, they are legit quite dangerous. I remember when Brock Lesnar came back, mm. uh, first of all, faced Cena... And he cut Cena open hard way, like, because you could tell he was legit, like, striking. 
Not like, not like <laughs> legit, like, not legit punch, but it's kind of one of those things because he's obviously been trained to punch, like, you're punching legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, that's your natural reaction when you go, okay, i got to throw a punch. You're naturally going to, you know, if you've been trained in to do it one way for 10 years. You almost have to learn to yeah, pull to it a little. But, like, I think with Baze, I don't think I've ever seen Baze, I've never looked at Baze and gone, oh, she looks dangerous. She's, like, pretty, like... Yeah, she's yeah, like, like kayfabe dangerous, but not like yeah, watch like, dangerous. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't think I've ever seen a Basel match and gone. There's certain performers you see in WWE and you go, "Oh, I am scared for the other person." I like not in a not in a, like a kayfabe like, "Ooh, they're really dangerous." And like, no, this person. Yeah. Nia Jackson. Yeah, we're all thinking. We're all thinking. It's not words. Let's not let's go. Let's not beat around the bush here. But yeah, but. Like looked brutal, looked in like, and it was again part of the psychology. Baszler, your main threat is the out is your diving elbow. Mm. I'm just gonna mess up your elbow. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> um, so it gets to the point where Sane, uh, like, is on the outside of the ring. The referee's down there. There's a doctor called to the yeah, side. The referee is asking, "Are you good to continue?" Mm. Favorite ref, by the way. Tough, yeah, tough ref. C- I love C- tough ref. C- C- Do you know he's like an ex-hardcore wrestler? Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not surprise me. He's from... I can't remember his name, but he's a... I call him CC Dub Ref. Oh, really? he's, Yeah, because he, he's legit, like, there's a ECW, like, kind of inspired promotion called Combat Zone Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And he was, like, the champion of him. Like, he used to do, like, really? death matches with Dean Ambrose back in the day. I wonder why he's just refing now. It's I... probably because he was bored of getting light bulbs chucked at his back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... Can I be in wrestling and not get stabbed in the head? Yeah. At some point, they've got to get him involved with a story in a storyline. I've been waiting. Wrestling. Mate. I've been waiting for it for so long. <laughs> I, he's my favourite one. Tough ref. Tough ref. <laughs> he just looks hard as nails. Like he, he sh- I'm hoping kayfabe. He's the one. Like they get him into like referee or assign Shayna Baszler's matches. Yeah. Because he's the only one who can control it. If they establish that in kayfabe, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so. But um. So yeah. So things on the outside. Doctor's there. Tough ref or CC Dub ref or whoever you want to call him is there. Um, and then Ayo Shirari comes out, best mate, Sky Pirates. Mm-hmm. It's like, fam, are you fine? And Sane's trying... You can tell Sane's been a bit all like, no, 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 I want to go back in and fight. But then Baser, like grabs her like like her attire and then her hair just drags her back in the ring. Mm. And then goes to do that again, contorts that elbow. Brutal arm submission. Oh, it's, it's, but it's where they stamp on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and even that, <laughs> oh, yeah, and just, I was just remembering that. Then. Yeah, like that was, yeah, is that thing, and then, and something which I'm gonna let you jump on in a bit. Uh, Ayushirai then runs in the ring, pushes off Baszler, DQ finish. Baszler wins. Sane loses the match, and yeah, and then so Sane loses. Baszler kind of runs off with the title to a shower of booze. Oh, actually, no. I tell you what, no, no, no. Actually, we've missed okay. the here. So then, so Shiri comes out, kind of goes to attack Baszler a bit. Yeah. Um, Baszler's the other two of the four horsewomen. <coughs> oh, excuse bless me. You, uh, come in, drag, drag Aya out. Mm. Like, do a cool spot where they kind of smack her against the ring apron and smack her against the crowd barrier. Like, uh, bam, yeah. bam. And then, in what's one of those cinematic finishes to a, like an NXT I've seen, grab her face, pin her down... And then, like, force Ayushirai to watch Baszler actually stamp on Kyrie Sane's discorded elbow. Yeah, and that wreck was, her. That was incredible. I enjoyed this match. Am I a sick fuck? <laughs> 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 what is wrong with me that I'm doing this for entertainment? The storytelling this is, is 
was brilliant. It was like a yeah. scene of a movie, right? They're holding her face, watching this brutality yeah, yeah. happen. Yeah, I'd, oh, I'd, yeah, I forgot that was great. <laughs> I mean, wrong, but great. So, mm. and then, yeah, she they so she wins, they run away with the belt. Ayoshirai is left in the ring, shouting after them in angry Japanese, mm. which I think always works better than yeah. when they try and have them speak in broken English. Yeah, it's, it was fucking um, great. Just like, like, Jenny, again, looked genuine. Like, whereas Kairi seen before was Jenny screaming in pain, Ayoshirai genuinely looked upset, annoyed, didn't know how to control her emotions. Like, it would be nice if Kairi Sane gets like a, a match next week or something where she gets a send off from the full sale crowd, some sort of like the Alistair uh, Black and Ricochet kind of tearful mm. goodbye from the crowd. That said, if this is the last we ever see of her, like her beaten down or whatever, that's quite a dramatic end yeah. to someone's run in its own right. But the thing that fascinates the point is, like, mm. you know, they're a tag team. Yep. She's come out, Iro Shirai, she's come out to help her mate. Mm. But there was a bit of tension teased between them at TakeOver. Yeah. And, and now we're looking at a thing where she's run out and forced the DQ. Mm. Where Kyrie's saying, okay, her elbow was in a bad way, but I'm sure she's very proud. I'm sure she would want it to kind of continue with the match as best she could. Yeah. And, like, this was her last chance. So, arguably, I mean, things didn't look good for her, but arguably mm. she could be pissed off. She could say, well, you've robbed me of my opportunity at the belt. Yeah. This was my last go. You came in forced the DQ. Now yeah, what, you prick. It's a bit. It depends how they want to play. Because you're going to run like that. Like there is also that element of, like there is no way, because even like because then we're saying like Kyrie Sane's kind of trying to, she's not full on trying to get back in the ring. Mm. Like she is on the outside, and they haven't. They don't sell it like she was desperately trying to get back in. No, she, she's trying to like get up, and she's trying to like fight on like a face. But it's, it is one of those things of it's clearly like. You know, it's it's. I don't. I think it's even beyond the point of like face comeback. Mm. It's like no, she, like the the storyline. Like she is done. Like she is like she can't continue. Baszler's caught her. Yeah. Um. And like as well, and that's not a weak point because again they pointed this out. And like I said before, like the elbow stuff that Baszler was doing, she's not done in like for two three months. Yeah. Like, this is like extreme level Baszler. Like she, this is like her burning hammer. You know, it's like I whack this out very rarely, but when I do, it's it ends you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like because Basler injured, like I think they both legit and in kayfabe injured a wrestler doing those moves. Wow. So like, because also Basler's such a dominant kind of heel in the division. Hmm. It kind of, you know, there's no shame. It, it makes them both look strong in that. Yeah. Basler doesn't break this out very often because she doesn't need to because mm-hmm. she's dominant yeah but also it's like sells Kyrie Sane as like okay Baszler won but this was a legitimate challenge Kyrie Sane forced mm. her into kind of using the moves that she doesn't yeah you know whipping out her like toughest stuff to try and mm. you know take out the elbow of Kyrie Sane because yeah. she's got a better elbow drop than Randy Savage yeah, to- yeah and, totally uh, yeah it, like you know it's like like Shane it shows like Shane respected Kyrie's challenge in the way of right I've got to bring out the elbow destroyer but again like so I, I kind of get the whole Ayushirai running in it's got we had a similar thing with Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era where we had the storyline of Trent and Tyler Bate chucking in the towel yeah I don't know if you remember that where like you know it don't mind the audience if anyone doesn't remember this storyline but it was a time where it was like Kyle O'Reilly or Roderick Strong would have, I think it was like Tyler Bate in submission. Mm. No, it had Trent Seven in submission. Trent was in the ring, middle of the ring, couldn't get to the ropes, in agony. 
Tyler Bate grabs a towel, chucks it in and goes, I can't see my friend in that way. I know we surrendered. I know it's like weakness, but I can't see my friend. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong in that kind of thing. But as we said again on this podcast, like the, it was like the whole thing before takeover where Oro Shirai comes out to save Kyrie Sane, but then in mid to saving her, kind of just leaves on the side of the ring, grabs the belt, and then runs around the ring going, "Look at me! I want to be the champion." <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Sane's on like leaning on the edge of the ring, even going like, "Mate, can you not?" Is it like I'm sure like the booking on this is weird. Like, I'm sure he hasn't exactly come off as like, like the same like a really good face. He seems a bit of like an inconsiderate friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well meaning but not fully intentional. Like, you know I mean? Yeah, like is it a bit like you know when you when you're kids and your friends kind of do mean well, but like they're they're very young and haven't really learned to share properly. And yeah, like... <laughs> so you go to Chris. Do you think you like I'm sure I was actually got your back and you're like yeah no. Hey, sure, oh, yeah, we're best mates. And I'm like, Chris, are you sure? Like, you know, she had. <laughs> you know what I mean? She did rob you five times. Right. We but, need to uh, wrap things up. up. So, overall, a pretty good episode. This feels like we're back in proper NXT. I feel yeah. like, especially for this podcast, mm-hmm. in terms of like the like the first two episodes, like the one the first episode was kind of like building the takeover. Mm. We've had the pre and post takeover shows of recaps, and this feels like yeah, we're back into it now. This is proper. These are setting up the storylines. Ice Drive versus Shayna, Cold Descent, Undisputed Era Dissension. Yeah. Um, Good match next week, Johnny. Shock of it, racist. On that bombshell, we can follow James Dunn at. Uh, at James Dunn backwards, we've gone over this many times. It's N N U D S E M A J, or on Instagram, are they easier to follow at James Dunn24? And feel free to use the hashtag where Keith. And you can follow me at Mr. Chris Chopping, spelt forwards and correctly because I'm not a prick. Oh, right, mate. Um, <laughs> I'm to make it easy for you. I just want the followers. So, <laughs> guys, thanks very much for listening. I can only apologise for coughing and spluttering on my part. I don't know how that sounded in your ears when I sneezed that loudly. But uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. And we'll hit, we won't see you again. You'll hear us again, hopefully. Thank you. Bye-bye. Popcorn for breakfast, really. <laughs> <laughs>